Hey guys, um, welcome back to Mom, Don't Listen to This Podcast. I am your host, Heidi. I am having some difficulties figuring out how to intro this because I have a little panic every time I say, hey guys. My instinct is to say, hey guys, and then I still have a little panic every time I say it. Because one time when I was serving, um, I was serving and I walked up to a table and I said, uh, like, what drinks can I get started for you guys? Or, hey guys, what drinks can I get started for you? And this little lady grabbed my hand and she squeezed it. She reached out and grabbed my hand and squeezed it and said, I am not a guy, I am a ma'am. <laughs> And I just, I panic every time I say guys now uh, because I'm worried that a little old lady is going to reach out and she's going to squeeze my hand. How do you react to that, by the way? Is that, I mean, imagine that a guy reached out and squeezed my hand. Then would I, like, have a different reaction? I mean, it was traumatizing to me having a little old lady squeeze my hand. I'm not even going to call her that. She wasn't. Little lady sounds pleasant. This lady was not pleasant. She was a ma'am. <laughs> Anyways, so just know every time I say you guys, I panic a little bit. Um, oh, I also had this. I took this women's studies class. And my professor, the day, the day that I went to class the first time, it was a late registration. So I had registered for other classes and then I'd stepped it out and registered for this class. And this, the when I got there, I was standing in the hallway with a bunch of students and this lady was, I assume she was in the class. She was mouthing off at some people that walked by. She, I don't even remember what she said. She was like, excuse you, all snotty and just terrible. And I thought, ugh, I don't wanna sit next to that girl in class. But she was actually the professor and she ended up being kind of cool. She had some kind of cool things about her. Um, but she just had too much attitude. It was like she thought that she had been completely repressed her whole life and she needed to act out. But, I mean, now I'm all for women's rights. I am a feminist. But I just don't know that she was like, you know... That it was all 100% warranted. Like, calm down a little bit. You don't need to yell at people in the hallway. Especially if you're the teacher. What it, anyways, uh, but she didn't like it when you said guys either. Apparently that's some kind of thing that's important. Like, it's enabling masculinity over femininity. <laughs> I can't say that word. Uh, so... That's a long tangent about guys, so I'm going to say it anyway sometimes. And um, so the last podcast got pretty heavy. I talked a lot more about alcohol than I had intended. I hope that it was helpful for some people. I hope it was meaningful. Um, I will definitely want to talk more about that because that was just kind of the surface of it. I thought back later on more things that I wanted to say. Another thing that I thought about later that I, when I re-listened to the podcast, is I had started talking about what was embarrassing about 
journaling and I and I was saying oh well my journal is just boring but what another thing I was going to say is that when I was about 16 um 15 16 I it must have been 16 because I didn't actually kiss anyone until I was 16. I didn't lose my virginity until I was 18. I was so good. <laughs> I was just raised Christian and I was, I'm not going to have sex, but all the other stuff was okay, I guess. Um, but I, I wrote in my journal about the first time that I kissed a guy and it was like a 16 year old sex tell all. And I told getting fingered, like giving blowjobs. Like I put in detail shit about that. Um, and then my, then my journal went missing and I don't, I don't remember panicking about it, which I should probably have panicked about that. But then my little sister came up to me at one point and she said, I found your journal. It's in mom and dad's uh, dresser drawer. So clearly the way she knew it was my journal is because she read it too. So that means at this point, my parents and my little sister, at least the minimum, unless someone else read it, have read like in detail my sex experiences, my first sexual experiences. So, I mean, is it, can it get more embarrassing than that? Do you have more embarrassing stuff that you're worried about being found if somebody reads your journal? Because I doubt it. But maybe uh, don't write anything that you have done if it is illegal. That is against my wellness advice. Um, I do wonder, though, about when I die, what will happen to all my journals. I need a friend to just burn them. That's what I I asked a boyfriend once if he would get rid of all of my sex toys if I died. And he said no he was he was like do you really want to lie about who you are like that's dishonest or like at that point don't you want to just be true to who you are like some bullshit like that fuck off do i want to be true no i don't want my mom to find my sex toys it does not matter i am pretty fucking comfortable with who i am but that is private <laughs> so i'm not going to talk to i'm not going to be open about that with well, I don't know, but whatever. Find my drawer of sex toys when I'm dead, and then you'll know about that stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, be honest about who you are, but you know, if you write in your journal, somebody could find it. I'm sure it is worth like the the benefits of what I think journaling is outweigh the risk of someone reading it. Also, if you're in a relationship and you're worried that your partner is going to read your journal, get out of that relationship. Like your concern at that point isn't what they're going to think of you when they read your journal. Your concern at that point is that you are in a relationship with somebody who is not respecting your privacy. So you should not be in that. If you're not sharing that with them, it's clear that you're not trying to share that with them. Speaking of my parents, I don't know. Shouldn't have been reading my journal. I, I that I'm not sure about. I told my my daughter that um, she has a journal, and I said I would never read it, and she should never read mine because it's a private. But the only time that I would ever read her journal is if I thought that she was in serious danger, um, and I needed to know where she was, or I thought she was in serious danger, and 
like to harm herself or harm like or somebody to harm her um so it's very clear like i'm not going to invade your privacy but if i'm were if i'm that worried about you which i don't know what do you think parents do you think it's okay to read your kids journal um okay so about this week's episode a wellness tip for you my wellness tip for you this week is to focus on how you feel before and after you work out um i know a lot of people have been having a really big funk with covid and with this is it's been a long winter it's been dark um and you might also be vitamin d deficient so my other wellness tip is to take vitamin d um, if you have a good counselor, the first thing that your counselor will have you do um, will go w- would be to go get a blood panel done and figure out what you're deficient in. And a lot of people are deficient in vitamin D during the winter. So my wellness tip is go get a go take vitamin D. You could go get a blood panel done as well. Like it it would not hurt to figure out what your what vitamins you are. Um, sufficient in and then also to try to focus on how you feel about moving um i think that we're so focused people are so focused on body composition and you'll hear a lot of trainers a lot of fitness instructors people in the people on instagram like summer's almost here get your bikini body ready whatever um now i think that there is nothing wrong with wanting to feel healthy and look healthy and like wanting to strive for whatever goals that you want. And I think that when you feel good about yourself, then you, and I think that, you know, obviously I really am an advocate for moving your body. I'm I'm into exercise. Um, But I think something that we just forget about is just how you feel. And if you focus on how you feel every time you work out before and after, like write it down, like do this for a week for me, just for you, actually, just write down how you, what your mood is before you work out and what your mood is after you work out. And also what your mood is at the beginning of the week and work out every day. And it doesn't have to be crazy workout. It can just be like a 30 minute walk, but, but write your mood down before the week and your mood down after the week. And let me know what you notice. Um, let me know what changes because I think that having the optimal body composition that you're striving for will be a byproduct to moving your body. The, the goal should be to feel good and to be healthy. And if you can change your thought process on that, it will do wonders for you. Um, so that's my wellness tips for you this week. Apparently, I have to give you two wellness tips every time. Um, something funny that happened this week. You guys, I'm really failing. You guys. Um, friends. I'm really failing at the something funny. I swear I used to find things more funny. I don't know. Um, whatever. So, I guess I don't have anything super funny this week. Hmm. Yeah. It's funny because as soon as I start to think of something funny, I instantly think like vaginas. 
apparently I think vaginas are funny. Um, but something that I am watching. So I just watched this week's episode of This Is Us. I don't know if there is a show that has ever made me cry as much as This Is Us. I cry every single episode. I, there's not an episode I don't cry on. And I always think it's I'm not going to cry and then it gets me. Um, so if you haven't watched that, it's a good outlet. I like to cry. Um, like once a week, I like to just cry because I think it's cathartic for me. Uh, I have friends that do not like to cry. I think it's so strange to not like to cry. Now, of course, you don't want to cry all the time. And like, you know, when you cry and you just get that headache and you're tired. I don't necessarily want that. But that release, I don't know, maybe I just cried too much um, in the past. And so I just feel like that's my coping mechanism. Um, and yeah, I think that that is all of that. But uh, okay, so I am going to talk about my dating life a little bit. So, um, let's see. Okay, so I was in a relationship from like 16, 17, and then there was a period where we broke up for like six months, nine months, something like that. Uh, about after like about a year we were dating, and then we broke up for like nine months, and then we got back together, and we were together, and then we got married, and then whatever. So, um, yeah, that was actually kind of funny because and it wasn't funny. Actually, it was kind of devastating. I don't know. I met my ex and then I moved to Florida with him. <laughs> uh, and that's it's that ridiculous. Like I dropped everything and moved to Florida and then we got back and he broke up with me and then I like dated a couple people. I dated this one guy and he was incredibly fit. I was dating him while I was like broken up with my ex in that period. And he was like super fit. And then <laughs> I got back with my ex husband, whatever boyfriend at the time. And, um, the guy that I had been like kind of dating was on a billboard and he like for muscles. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Um, but yeah, so I didn't have a lot of experience dating in what is now what dating is because it had I had been with somebody for so long. So when I separated, when I was like 26 or 27, um, I tried dating apps for the first time. And I had no idea what I was in for. So you... For those of you who have not tried dating apps, there are different ones. At the time, it was like Plenty of Fish was the big deal. Um, I've never tried Hinge. Apparently, Hinge is a thing now. Um, <clears throat> Tender was known as like a hookup app, but then it became like an app that everybody was using. I don't, I think everyone still uses, I don't really know. Um, and then Bumble is one where the girls are supposed to have control. So you, I wonder, I don't know how that works for like same sex couples, like for two girls, do each girl get to reach out to each girl? That's curious. I've never thought of that before, but if you are 
you know, in a guy and girl relationship, the girl is the one that's in control. And um, so the guy, you like, you match just like on, um, you swipe left or right and then you can match. And then once you match, then the girl can message the guy and then there's like 24 hours for the guy to message back. Um, but you can't communicate unless you match and the guy can't reach out to the girl first. I don't know how that works for if it's two girls or two guys. I, I feel bad that I don't. I've never asked anyone that. Anyways, so um, so I, I believe that this was back. I think I was on Plenty of Fish at the time. I don't know if I was ever on OkCupid. I was on Match.com once. And I did notice a huge, if, if you're dating and people still get on Match, I did notice a huge difference between if you use the free version of Match to if you paid for it. The free version was a lot trashier of guys. And then if you paid for it, it was like higher class guys. Um, like you could just tell they were more committed and more interested in the idea of actually dating once you paid for it. But um, so this was probably on mat on match, but it was like the free version. <laughs> and first of all, every time that you so you these are like, there's like a there's different kinds of guys. There's like five different kinds of guys on every dating app ever there's the guy that's holding a fish um or like a deer head um and they're like wearing hunting like camo and they're all proud and the greatest for me is when the fish is tiny it's like a little teeny tiny like i don't know fish so let's just say trout that cracks me up and also this is 2021 I can buy my own damn fish. I don't, that doesn't impress me that your profile picture is you holding a fish. I'm like, wow, you, cool. That's, that's literally the least impressive thing that I've ever seen. Okay, so there's that guy. And then there is a guy who is, his picture's all like grainy. And you can tell it was taken like 12 years ago when he was better looking. Um, but you can't, but the quality of the picture is terrible. Um, so there's that guy. There's a guy who has like shitty, like Oakley sunglasses on his head or like a backwards hat. And that's just the type you just already, I don't really need to get into that. Everyone knows what type that is. Um, okay. So it's three types. There's the other type of guy and he has like a kid in his picture or in some of his pictures and then in the caption is like haha not my kid <laughs> sounds like he stole a kid then it would be like it's my niece or nephew or like friend's kid but why are you putting a picture up with somebody else's kid so there's that type of guy um oh and then a fifth type i guess there must be six because there's one that i actually swipe right on the fifth type is a guy and he is, um, he's always in a group of friends in every single picture. So you can never tell like who he is exactly. Like each time you look at a picture, you're like, is that him? Um, so those are the group, those are the kinds of guys that you'll see. And then there's the one type of guy that I will sweep, swipe right on. And he has a variety of pictures um 
he their their current oh and there's this other type of guy i ran into where he has the wrong age on his thing like it'll be like 10 years younger than him or something and then he will say at some point when you're talking to him whoops i accidentally put the wrong thing and then whatever dating site wouldn't let me change it but you know he's just doing that to like broaden his dating pool because you can put like parameters so yeah that's what dating is now and then you finally you match with somebody on one of those things whatever it is and then you message each other and then you get the then it turns into this so it's like hey how's it going and then a uh, good how are you blah 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 and then they might insert something in there that shows that they actually read your profile or they might just be a sleaze and they'll say something like gross or maybe they'll wait a little bit and then say something gross um but some guys will just talk forever they'll just keep like talking to you like signing on every day and they're kind of interesting and they just keep talking and you're like what is happening are we ever gonna go on a date and some guys will just um like ask you immediately like so you want to get you want to hang out you want to get drinks on friday and you're like i don't even know for sure what your name is so back when i first started this dating situation my first date i actually have no idea what my first date was but this one stands out to me this guy wanted to go out to dinner and i we met at a restaurant and he I got there and I was just waiting for him and I was all nervous and looking around and he, I didn't, I didn't see him anywhere. And then this guy walks up to me and he's like, Heidi. And he looked absolutely nothing like his picture. He was, it was like he had one good angle that he had taken a picture of and that's what he had posted i know that's mean but nothing like his picture so automatically i feel awkward so anyways we go and sit down and i feel like we had been like texting for a little bit because i remember like he knew some things about me um but immediately he starts bragging about his income to me and like points out that I'm a single mom and something about income. <laughs> I mean, I was turned on right there. Like, yes, some tiny little guy that lied about what he looks like. That's making a lot of money um, and telling me about it. That's every, that's my dream. And I tell him, so we, he's like asking about things and I think, somehow this got brought up and he said like what's your biggest fear and I said I really don't like being on the spot it makes me really uncomfortable I, I would be really bad at improv although I wish I was good at improv but I just hate when I am caught off guard and on the spot and so not even two minutes later this guy walks around and asks if we want to play trivia because the restaurant we were at did trivia and the guy I'm on a date with is like yeah we want to do trivia not like seconds after I say I don't like being on the spot and I said oh I don't really like trivia and he's like yeah we'll play so now I'm with this dude about to play trivia and one of the questions was like what's the capital of Spain and I said Madrid 
And he goes, wow, I can't believe you got that. I mean, I just figured as a single mom, you probably haven't traveled much. Like, fuck you. Like that, okay, so that was one of the dates. Um, that was a long time ago, but, um, so then another date that stands out to me, <laughs> I, um, okay, I am messaging this guy on whatever, let's say match, sure, actually, let's say match, because I think he actually, he was like a manager of a clinic, like a doctor's clinic <laughs> I don't know what it like it he whatever he he had a pretty high profile job he made decent money I guess I do care about the money <laughs> um listen you don't have like I don't need the person to be rich but I want them to be self-sustainable I want them to be able to or like on the path to something cool and be passionate about it or in school like I don't I don't want somebody who's just like passionless and doesn't can't afford to live on their own sorry if that makes me shallow <laughs> um so we we're meeting we we're gonna meet at this coffee shop and I had been texting my friend about it like, I'm meeting this guy we're going to meet at coffee and I was at a coffee shop where there was like an upstairs and I went upstairs and was waiting for him. I went to the bathroom and I looked down and he had just texted me like I'm here and I looked down and I saw him sitting at a table. And so I quickly text my friend and I say, um, hey, he's cuter than I thought he'd be. And then um, I wait my, for my friend to text me back and then I looked down at my phone and I had texted the date, hey, he's cuter than I thought he'd be. Um, so then I still had to go downstairs and finish the date with him. Um, that Like, what do you do? There was no escape. I couldn't just, he knew I saw him. <laughs> And I told that to somebody and they said, oh, poor guy. Now, is that poor guy? Because I thought that was like, I said he was cuter than I thought he'd be. Is that insulting? I don't. Anyway, so we have the date. We go, we get coffee and then we go to a place where there's like games. And there's food. And he's like, do you want to get food? So we get food. And then I said, do you want to play any of the games? And he said, no. So we didn't play any games. And then he had ridden his bike there. I think he like was in the Peace Corps too, or like something that made me interested. Like, oh, this, this guy's better than I, better than I thought he'd look. <laughs> and a do-gooder and uh, doesn't play games. So that was a pretty big turnoff. And then he rode his bike there. So I offered to give him a ride home. I know I'm really smart. No, it was fine. He didn't murder me, but um, he, we get to his house and I am like, okay. And he goes, do you want to come in for a few drinks? Or like for some beers or something? Or maybe he said, you just want to come in, whatever. I think he said, do you want to come in? I have beers. And I, guys, I don't, I don't deal with that. 
like I am just too blunt of a person. So I said, um, okay, so can you just be honest? Are you just wanting a hookup or what? And he goes, and maybe I shouldn't, didn't even need to ask that. Maybe it's obvious in, by him inviting me in. But he's like, well, yeah. So I guess good for him for being honest, but so awkward. Like, why waste my time? I don't know how you can, I guess actually some guys on their dating um, profiles, they just say like looking for a hookup. Maybe back then you couldn't like choose what you were interested in. But don't lie to me. Just such a waste of my time. Uh, so that guy. Um, okay, another date. Just powering through these. This is the kind of situation that I kind of wish I had somebody else that I was, like, talking to. Because I probably, I would like to get some of their stories as well. So maybe soon I'll have a guest and we can talk about their dates. Because I just, I want to know, like, what what are your dates like, people? I mean, what is happening for you? So I go on this date with this guy and um, he, this should have been my first sign. He wanted to meet at Applebee's <laughs> and I still went to Applebee's with him. Got myself a skinny margarita. No, I don't know what, I don't remember. I mean, I guess at the time Applebee's was, I don't know fine so we went to applebee's and he starts talking about his like ex-fiance pretty soon maybe it wasn't at applebee's maybe it was right after that but after that he's asked if we wanted to go if i wanted to go get drinks with him so we went to um a bar and he's like getting shots it's like taking shots and he starts talking about his ex-fiance and how she left him he just gets hammered at the bar on a first date. I don't even know this guy. And he lives like an hour away. And he asks me if he can stay the night at my house because he's too drunk to drive. So no, I did not let him stay at my house. But like, that's the kind of shit. Oh, man. Um, let's see. What else? <sighs> this this next date makes me a little sad. Actually, I'll tell I'll tell a nice one. So the majority of my dates have been something like that. Those are just the ones that really stood out to me. Um, I did meet this guy on plenty of fish I'm going to assume actually this one guy oh yeah okay so there's this one guy and we decided to have valentines together because we had been like planning to have a first date and then it just didn't work out and then it like lined up that it was the only night we were free was like valentines or that makes it sound like I like manipulated him into having Valentine's Day with me. Uh, I, I don't even know if it was my idea. I remember just being like, let's be weird. Let's be quirky and do Valentine's together. Why not? What's the worst that's going to happen? And I went and I bought pepper spray beforehand. And we met in the parking lot at like Target. And so I had pepper spray. 
and he he was like I'll drive and we were going to go to the coast and have dinner and he showed up too quickly and so I had the pepper spray but it was still in the packaging so I grabbed it and threw it in my purse so I had like a package of pepper spray <laughs> like I couldn't even open it <laughs> and so I kept thinking the whole drive like I hope he doesn't try to murder me because what am I going to throw this pepper spray at him um this is not wise dating by the way this is just dating so we get to the coast we drive to the coast together we get to the coast uh from where we were the drive was uh i don't know two hours or something so we had like a long talk i'm sure it was fine i don't remember it being a terrible talk but then we get there and we're gonna go to dinner and he hadn't like pre made reservations which i feel like for valentine's you should probably do that and i mean maybe i should have i'm a little old-fashioned so i kind of thought he would have but then he proceeds to check yelp for every place so like any place that had under four stars he didn't want to go to but it's fucking valentine's day so he kept like pulling into parking lots and checking the yelp review and then pulling away um I we eventually I think we eventually I don't even know we eventually ate somewhere uh so then we finally drove home that was awkward uh but so a good date I actually don't remember the first date with this guy but he was about six years younger than me I actually am just pulling a number out he was not six years younger than me he was like Okay, I think it was 23 when I was 27. Okay, so he's like four years younger than me. Um, but I think that's a big age range at that point in your life, like 23 and 27, because you're just in two totally different life situations. But he was really cute, and he um, actually was in a frat, which was kind of funny because I was like getting divorced, and I was a single mom, and had a business and like a kid and whatever and he was in a frat at a college <laughs> where else would you be a frat at a frat um and he was really sweet and we had fun together and we went on oh i do remember our first day god i'm not safe at all i don't know how i didn't die we had been talking for a while first so we'll say that but he invited me to have a fire um at his parents house like they had a pretty big property and so he built like a bonfire on their property and we sat out like and drank some wine and talked and like listened to music and it was really sweet and really cute and he didn't kill me i guess i don't need to tell you guys he didn't kill me because i'm still here talking but um we went on more than one date we went on uh, I feel like we dated for like three, we dated for like a summer. It was like a summer thing. Um, we went on some, like a hike together. It was really cute. And then, um, at the time I was really into Willamette Valley Vineyards wine. And I had been wanting to make a wine rack out of, um, pallet boards. And I had shown him on Pinterest, like what I wanted to do. And this guy, I owned the a coffee shop and he one day he came to the coffee shop and he asked me if he could use my keys to get into my apartment because he had left his shoes there 
and he had left his shoes there so I was like oh yeah for sure so I gave him the keys and when I got home from work um he had um he had he had made a wine rack and he had filled it with bottle of bottles of wine um for me like my favorite kinds of wine and then put wine glasses like he had just made it and he left it there for me as a surprise and it was it's probably the sweetest thing you guys ever done for me i mean now i'm not drinking so don't buy me wine but it was very cute um i've had guys forget their wallets i feel almost conveniently i i don't i don't know guys i could i could go on i feel like that's my dating stories for right now oh oh i was gonna tell the sad one okay so more recently i was talking to this guy that i liked i thought i mean as much as you can think that you like somebody that you online shopped for he was pretty cute he and i texted for about a week before we went on a date and we met and he looked pretty much like his picture he's kind of he was cuter in a different way than his picture um but he was very sweet like it was it was the first time that on an online date i actually was just like kind of excited about it um that i can remember like ex except for the guy that i was just telling you about that ended up but this this most recent date that i'm talking about he seemed like he had so many things that i was interested in he he had he was like kind of like a unicorn because he is a con like a carpenter so he builds things um but he's also liberal which is that's hot to me somebody who can work with their hands can build something is creative a hard worker has like the trade but then also reads books is like politically different than their surroundings for the most like that's just hot like somebody who can work hard somebody who knows how to build things and then is a liberal at the same time that's just not something that you really find um i just as i was saying this I was like realized that my brother is a liberal and he builds things but like gross like that's i didn't even consider him until i was talking right now <laughs> i was just thinking oh no like what if my like family listens to this and whatever i did not consider him ew okay <laughs> this guy was different because he wasn't he was just i he was cute and um so we go on the date and we go out to dinner and then he we get we get tea we go to the coffee shop and we get tea and then we go on a walk in a park again could have been murdered really all of these times i don't know somebody needs to teach me like dating safety tips <laughs> because it was like nighttime when we walked around this park um and i had my pepper spray inside of the packaging no i did not 
I had my pepper spray, not inside of packaging. Um, and we had just a really nice time. Like he was smart and I just love a guy that will read books intentionally, not because they're forced to. Um, somebody who's just well read, oh, God, it's so hot. But anyway, so he, I was pretty into him. I was digging it. We were having fun. And I kept thinking like, okay, so I actually like this guy. Like, I think I actually like this guy. And then um, at one point I tell him that I had had an interview at um, a coffee shop that really has like super peppy people all the time. And I said that I didn't get a job there because they said I was too lethargic. Like I called back and I had said, or I had asked if how the interview went. And then they said, you didn't get the job because we just thought you were too lethargic. <laughs> and I am talking, I told him about that. And then towards the end of the date with this guy, he goes, so what exactly do you want out of a relationship? And I said, well, I have been wanting, like when I first got divorced, I really didn't think I'd ever fall in love again. I thought I would just be like, have my guard up and I would never love anyone. And I just didn't think I was capable of like feeling that way again. And I never thought that I would get over my ex and blah, blah, blah. But now I really feel like I am at a place where I, I think I can find somebody and I am interested in finding something serious, obviously like, something that can start out as a friendship and grow and i think that i'm like ready to you know have something really cool with the right person something like that and then it was kind of quiet and i said well i mean i know that kind of freaks out a lot of guys so i don't mean like pressure i just I'm just saying that I've healed and my heart is open to something new i guess and he's he says oh yeah, that might freak out a lot of guys, but that doesn't freak me out. So I think, okay, well, that must be a good sign. Like he's interested, right? Like he's not freaked out because I'm, my heart is more open and ready for something. And then we keep walking and we get in his car and yeah, I know it's COVID guys. We wore masks. It was awkward. We had this whole awkward, that's a whole other like dating situation. Do you, how close do you get to each other? The reason we wrote in each other, don't judge me. I was already walking in the dark with him anyway. <laughs> I was already destined to die. So um, we wore our masks. We talked about it first. We both were like, okay, well, let's just like, the only way to get to the park from here is if we do ride together. Oh my God, and I rode in his car. It wasn't even just about COVID. He could have just taken me somewhere. Anyway, so we're sitting in his car. And we're at my car at this point, and he's like, ha, he says, um, oh, something you should know about me is I'm pretty needy. And so I just sit there, and I'm like, okay, so what do you mean about needy? I'm trying to lighten it, because I don't want to make him feel weird that he just said that, but that was weird that he just said that. And he says... Oh, um, like when I'm dating somebody, I want to see them all the time. And he goes, it seems like you have a lot going on in your life and you just don't really have a lot of time, which he knew of that before we 
met because on my profile it says that I'm in school full time, I work and I have a kid um, and like 80 animals. And also he lived like an hour from me. So obviously he already knew that. And so I'm sitting there and I'm just quiet. And I'm like, so what is what are you saying exactly? Because what am I supposed to say to that? It's so awkward. Like you wait till the very end and then you tell me that you're needy. We just had we just spent like three hours together. Uh, and then he goes, I just, I feel like I need to like see somebody multiple times a week and I know how busy you are. And I said, finally, I just said, well, you knew that before we met today. And every time I say that to my friends, their eyes get all big, like Heidi, that's too blunt. Yeah. Okay. But I am blunt. Cause I'm not going to fuck around. Like I also was kind of just like, what are you even saying? Like, it's almost annoying that we're sitting here in your car and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so <laughs> I don't, I don't think I was mean. I just said, yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, you knew all that before. And so, oh yeah, I said, you knew all that before and you still showed up. So is this a cop out or, and he said, no, I mean, I just really, really wanted to meet you. You seemed really cool. And so I didn't want to pass up an opportunity to meet you, even though I knew I didn't, you, this probably wouldn't work. So basically in my head, I'm thinking, so you knew this wasn't going to work. And then yet you wanted to meet me anyway to like, what, see if that would change his, his mind. How embarrassing that I thought, well, did you, like, did he like need to see what I looked like first and then he just wasn't impressed by that or was I really annoying to hang out with like what would inspire you to do the entire day and then at the end tell me that there was too many things in the way of us working out or am I reading it wrong the next thing that popped in my head was what am I if I'm reading this wrong and he's just saying like and so I said, um, well, yeah, I mean, I think in the beginning of a relationship, you kind of, you're both pretty busy, but then as the relationship grows, you're willing to make more and more time for each other. And then he just sits there silent. So I just sit there silent. And then I say, you know, this kind of sounds like I'm calling to check on my interview went and you're telling me I'm too lethargic. <laughs> Which I thought was great, came full circle. Um, he didn't laugh. I said, okay, well then bye. And I got out of his car and he left. So yeah, um, that was the last online date I have been on. I am not going to do that. For a while uh <laughs> i just i don't have a lot of good experiences with it in dating in general not all of my dates have been online oh here's one last one and then i will then i will be done with this episode for you guys because i'm sure you are so bored of my dating stories um not as bored as that list date was of me but bored um so there was this one guy and he used to come into this bar that I used to bartend at. 
And one night I saw him at a different bar and he was like, it's you. He said, it's you. And automatically I was just like, oh me, <laughs> I am famous, obviously. Like my ego got all happy because somebody recognized me and said, it's you. And he gave me his number and he was like, I've had the biggest crush on you. And he's like hammered. So I don't know why that wasn't my first sign to walk away. Um, but he gave me his number. I think that I must have given him my number at the same time, whatever. Um, so we text a bit. He asks me out on a date. I go on a date with him. On the date, he tells me about how he was in the, he, cause he served in the military, his army. I don't know. I've hung out with a lot of Marines and I think I'm supposed to not like army, whatever. I think anytime somebody's military, I'm a little nervous that maybe they have some issues that they need to deal with because how traumatic is war. And so I have my guard up a little bit and I'm not writing it off completely, but I'm just saying like anybody who's been through that traumatic of a stuff, of a stuff, that traumatic of stuff, I am like a little anxious about. And you know, there, there could be some amazing guys in the military. Um, I just was a little bit hesitant coming in to it because I just wanted to make sure that he was, had dealt with his trauma. And um, I think it had nothing to do with trauma. He was just an asshole is what it turned out. He is telling me the story about how he's in like Afghanistan and how he had, I don't even know what this is called. So I'm not going to say it right. But he'd like, I think he said butt punched. <laughs> Is that a thing, guys? Is it called butt punch? Because that just sounds like a sex thing that's... That sounds like something else. Bud punched? Bud punch? So anyways, basically, I, I was like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Whatever he called it. This turns out not funny. That part was funny. But then what it was that he had, like, punched a kid with the butt of his gun. Like, like a little like kid in Afghanistan he had punched with the butt of his gun and then he was like bragging to me about it on the date um so I'll just finish with that that is that basically sums up my dating stories I cannot wait to hear some of your dating stories thank you for listening friends you guys have a great night or day or whatever it is when you are listening to this. Thank you so much.